Hello everyone out there. I want to welcome you to the Substance of Life broadcast and today we have a very, very special guest host. Um, we're in the track where we are talking about your beautiful, authentic self and today's subject is about natural hair care. I have with me Miss Ashley. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm glad that you are here and I am more than happy to discuss natural hair care. I um, have gone through perms and mm -hmm. natural and the hair falling out yes. and all kinds of uh, advice from people who are not hairstylists. Okay telling me what I need to do, what I need not to do, how right. I need to do what I need to do. So today I am asking you to enlighten our listeners <laughs> on natural hair care. Well, the first thing I want to say is I'm excited that natural hair is trending. I'm excited that black women are finally coming together and embracing what God gave us because it's beautiful. Yes. We just needed to finally learn how to work it. Yes. We needed to learn how to wear it. We needed to learn how to style it. We need to learn how to maintain it. But now that so many women are actually taking initiative to learn it and do it, I'm, I'm loving it. I refuse to put heat to my hair anymore. Oh, see, that's good to hear. I refuse to put heat to my hair anymore. I'll do it once a year around my birthday just because I want to do a length check. I just want to see how, much how long it got. And then after that, once I once the blowout has frizzed back up, I go back to wearing my fro again. So I'm going to take you back just a little bit. When I was growing up, and I grew up in New York, okay. and every two weeks without fail, I had to go to the hairstyle. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. My mother put me under such torture. So uh, we had two stylists in my family, Miss Minnie and Miss Burnell. Okay. And they both were African-American. They both had different hair techniques and style. Uh, Miss Minnie was more on the bougie side. Yes, ma'am. And Miss Burnell was from the islands. Oh. And I remember when she did my hair, she had this long string of silver bangles. And you knew that you were getting close to being finished when the sound of the bangles started to cease just a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, that was back in the early 70s where you, we did the press and curl. And we did the barrel, mm -hmm. and you did the, oh my God, the blue grease, the yes, green grease, yes. the wax grease. Blue magic. <laughs> and look, these products still exist today. They are still around. Amazing. So as time progressed, and I got a little bit older, maintenance of my hair was horrible. Mm -hmm. And of course, these women were getting older. And, and what hit the market? The perm. The mm -hmm. in the box perm, and I remember my oh my god, that thing fried my hair. Oh yeah, but we would sit and wait and wait for the burn. We yes. would sit and wait through the burn because that meant them edges were going to be late. Yes, that yes. meant the beady beads were going to be oh gone. Was, <laughs> we had to do very minor detangling. Yeah, so, I I was a perm kid for a little bit too. I, I'm so grateful that. Natural hair care has finally hit the scene because, you know, all I, all those things that I went through in my childhood, all those awful products that we had to use in the name of beauty, I'm just us. So mm -hmm. give us your story. Take us back to, to your substance, your beginning. Wow, that is such 
Yeah, that's a real journey right there. I mean, <laughs> since you put it that way, I'm like, wow, we've gone through a real hair journey. So as a kid, of course, I was natural coming up. My mom is a hairstylist, so she was my one that I was running away from, that she was getting ready to endure all this torture upon me. Um, she kept my hair in cornrows for the most part. Any style that Alicia Keys had, I had it because I loved Alicia Keys. You remember the Black Hair magazine? Yes, I do. I would see her on the cover and I'd flip through it and I'd pick out a style. Any style, my mom could do it. That woman is an amazing, amazing, amazing braider. We're going to have to have her on the show as well. We're going to have to have her on the show because she's, I mean, she's a veteran in the hair game. She's been doing hair over, if I'm, I'm 24. My mom's been doing hair for 26 years now, oh, wow. at least, wow. at least. I wish I could braid the way she could braid. But no, cornrows was my go-to style always. Um, she would leave them in for about two weeks. Mm -hmm. Unless I was swimming, they would only last a week. Mm -hmm. And then I would get about 48-hour break, kind of just let it do its thing, and then it'd shampoo it and back to the cornrows again. Because it was just easier. I was such an active kid. I was in sports. I always wanted to swim. So braiding it up was always easier for her. Then I got a little older. Um, I'm a military kid, so we moved around a lot. I didn't grow up in a neighborhood where a lot of people looked like me and had hair like mine. Mm -hmm. So that's when I wanted a perm. That was when it was, Mommy, I need, I'm picking up the Just For Me box in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at her like, oh, can we do this, can please? Do so her compromise was, do you remember a Vigoral? Do you yes, remember what that I is? Do. That was her girl. compromise. Oh my gosh. She, she said, You girl. can't have a perm, but you can have this because it was more gentle than a perm. Yes. So we did that for a little bit, but I have such thick, thick ask, hair and such a tight curl pattern. No, it did nothing. To me, it did everything. I was just, I think I was just excited to have something in my hair like all the other black girls in my class the the three of us that were in there <laughs> and then I think I was just excited that I felt like I could comb my own hair okay I, I could detangle it a little bit easier but no for the most part my hair was like huh yeah you thought mm -hmm. it was still curly it was still thick it was still dense it was just easier to detangle okay then once we got we did away with that I finally cracked her down and she let me get a perm. Oh God. And it was so funny looking back at how excited I was. And now I'm like, why the heck did I because do we didn't that? Know. We didn't know why did I do that to myself? And I mean, I think a lot of it had to do with low self-esteem. Okay. I think a lot of it had to do with what was trending. A lot of it had to do with, you know, what you what your ideals were of beauty at that time yes. and at that place in your life. And for me, being a military kid, not being around a lot of people that looked like me, and then the ones that did look like me had perms too. So I just wanted to do what I thought everybody else was doing. And that's, that was very common because oh, yeah. even during my journey during that time, I worked in corporate America and everybody in corporate America who looked like me had hair down to their shoulders. Yes. It, was straight, it was straight, 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 straight. It was always perfect. There was never a hair out yes. of place. Yes. And I remember being in college saying, oh my God, I can't make it home to get to the stylist. So, right. So what, so what am I going to do? I went down to the Pathmark. <laughs> ah, Pathmark! box of dark and lovely. Yes, ma'am. And put that stuff in my hair. And let it burn. Oh, my God. Cause if and it you didn't, didn't want to stop until it, the tingle it, happened. It, thank you. Because it wasn't done <laughs> until it was burning. And, or they came along with the, if it's a pink sud, 
Mm-hmm. You still have some perm in there. So just keep washing just, until it's all white. Yes. You know, and it's really funny because I laugh now at the ignorance I had back then. Yeah. I oh, had yeah. no idea what I was doing to my hair. Yes. What I was doing to my hair follicles. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I am sure I'm not alone in this. Oh, no. But by the time you finished, you did have one or two head sores. Absolutely. Scalp was red, sore for days. Days. You couldn't scratch before you did the relaxer. You couldn't scratch after you did the relaxer. Oh my God. You walking around smacking Smacking yourself in the head. Beating yourself into a concussion because we want our hair straight. Yes. What it does, I think the thing was too is even a lot of hairstylists don't really understand the chemistry behind mm-hmm. relaxers. I didn't get super into this, and it's really funny saying this. My best friend is white. She's also a hairstylist. My best friend loves science. She loves the chemistry and the reason why, you know, when you do this, you get this result. Yes. Me, I was in beauty school. Tell me what to do so I can... Make it happen. So I can just make it happen. You I didn't really care, care about, about the backstory. The background, no. Right. How do I get from A to B? That's all I cared about. But once Taylor really broke down to me, she was like, do you realize what is in a relaxer? I mean, from the names of the chemicals, just the amount of sulfuric acid alone that's in relaxers. Now, think about that just for a second. You just said sulfuric acid. Acid. Okay, we are talking about taking acid yes. and putting it near our brain. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And science has found that it has been linked to certain tumors in the brain. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yes, it has. It has an effect on on every anything that's topical has an effect internally at, to some extent. And something as strong as acid. And think about it too. When you're sitting with the relaxer, the reason why it burns is because you're generating body heat, yes. and your main source of body heat is in your head and in your feet. Yes. So when you're generating that body heat on your head, that's what causes the chemical to activate and to react it won't react without heat have you ever been to the hair salon and sometimes they sit you under the dryer yes whether you're getting color some i've seen them do it for women who are getting relaxers Colors, which is a big no-no moisturizers or conditioners cholesterol when we were putting yes, cholesterol. cholesterol so heat acts as that reactive agent it it's basically what tells that that chemical to say hey wake up i need you to start working I need you to start penetrating. I need you to start going deeper into the follicle than what you're naturally intended supposed to be doing. Your body heat will do it all alone. Adding additional heat is even more damaging. Wow. Mm-hmm. And for people who run hot, you know, we don't give them fans. No. You're generating more heat than the average person if you are someone who naturally runs hot. Mm-hmm. I had a client who was going through menopause at one time, and I was trying to talk her out of getting relaxers. Oh, my god! Especially when she was going through the hot flash phase. And I was telling her, I said, this is reacting with your hormones. And see, that's very important because at that stage of life, you're correct. You've got all these hormonal things yes. going on. And I know for me, yeah, the, even with perimenopause, you just sit there and you're flashing and you're like, oh my God. What's going on? <laughs> Can you imagine if that's happening in your hair? That's literally what you're doing to your hair. You're d- putting your hair into early menopause. Because think about it. After you do all that damage to your hair, what does it do? It falls out, just like when you're having oh menopause. Gosh, yes. You have tension alopecia, mainly around the hairline and the base of the neck. A lot of women lose hair in the crown of their head. If you don't lose hair at all, it's still thinning. Um, the, che- the texture is completely different. Um, you're chemically altering the hair. And unless you cut it all off and start all over, that is the only way you will get it out of your hair. Oh, wow. I applaud women 
who do the transition because that transition is nothing to play with. I tried to do, you know, when you transition from going from being uh, relaxed to natural and you know how you've got the, the ends that obviously have been relaxed and you've got your roots that are coming in. Catering to three different textures of hair is not easy because you still have to cater to that relaxed hair. You can't do the same thing to your roots as you would to your ends when you're going through that transitional but phase. But you know, it's funny, but when, when you go into a stylist, it mm-hmm. depends if she's acute enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, she can say, yeah, I see you still got some perm on your right. ends right. and your roots are coming in natural. But I don't, what I don't see is I don't see the stylist taking that into account and treating what's on the bottom right. and what's on the top differently. Right. I just get that, you know, well, that When you wash. go to a salon, they're busy. They're fully booked. Unfortunately, a, a lot of them don't have the time to be able to do that. And unfortunately, a lot of them may not even realize that you need to cater to the hair differently. Mm-hmm. When you're transit, I tried the transition when I decided that I didn't want to perm my hair anymore. Mm-hmm. And I got impatient and said, forget this. I'm cutting it all off oh, because wow. it was too much for me personally. You know, my roots would look one way. My ends would look completely different. The amount of moisture my roots needed my ends were spitting it back out and then it was getting all over my face and causing me to have acne because the same type of oils were not soaking into my ends because they just, the porosity wasn't there. It it was not able to retain the amount of moisture it needed to retain because it was so damaged. And you know, that's interesting that you mentioned that because what we do put in our hair does affect our face Mm -hmm. and you will find quite a few sisters running around Mm -hmm. with the pimples and the skin Mm -hmm. is on the back the neck the shoulders anywhere the hair touches all those oils if it's not being properly absorbed it's going other places it's It's on your pillow then your face is on your pillow well, I mean, that's why we put on yeah. those satin caps. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We go to that sexy. Yes, ma'am. Don't touch the hair. <laughs> but no, it's anything it touches, it, it's having an effect on it. But then, you know, the things that you need to put in your roots, you can't put on your ends. The things that you're putting on your ends isn't enough for your roots. So... It was too much. I spent way too much money in product. I was going to say trying to transition, trying to, to figure it out. Transition. How much do you think you spent? Well, being a stylist, I got discounts on a lot of things, so that saved me. Okay. Um, but you know, you don't get discounts on products like Shea Moisture. You don't get discounts on products like Diva Curl. You don't get discounts on on the products that are really made for us. Carol's Daughter. You know, the list is endless. Um, on average, I want to say I spend about seventy five bucks every two weeks on new wow. hair products. That's Seven. a lot of money. Because think about it. You're doing shampoo. Yes. You're doing conditioner. Yes. Then co-wash became a huge thing. Yes. Then you need a curl gel. Then you need the pudding. Then you need, you know. It, it was just so much. The leave-in conditioner. The edge control. Yes. I mean, it was like you were buying a new line of products for every product. And then they had products for 3C curl. Then I found out, oh, I'm not a 3C curl. I'm this. <laughs> then you, I, it changed so, so much. So if you are planning on taking the leap. The commitment, because it is a commitment. It is. To become natural. What would you tell our listeners? What would you tell that that young woman or man? And because I'm seeing... Oh, yeah. The brothers you know, are doing it, too. The brothers are doing it, too. You see the brothers with the locks and some yes. of the sister locks. Yes. And, 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 you know, and you're like, wait a minute. I am enjoying these locked brothers, I have to say. Yes. <laughs> You know, I'm like, look, you need to get into a salon, baby, and fix yes. that because it looks good on you. Yes. But it needs to Clean it up. up. <laughs> Clean it up. Still get your line up. <laughs> so what would you say to them? If you are transitioning 
I applaud anyone who has the patience to transition, but my number one recommendation is cut it. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Because it's a journey and you want to embrace the journey. You want to enjoy the journey. It's so exciting when you cut it all off and then you see your first inch grow. Then your next couple inches grow. You see your curls starting to form. You notice where your curls are a little tighter in one spot, maybe a little looser in another. Um, you notice that you know if you've got cowlicks in certain places, you notice the texture where, okay, I'm a little dry in this spot and I need a little less moisture in this spot. Your hair is going to do different things. It's like anyone who does the lock journey. When you start with the really tiny locks and then you finally start to bud and then you actually finally are, you know, are a locked person and they're getting a little bit longer as you're going through that transition. It's fun to take pictures and to log your journey. I've done that all throughout. Um, I've restarted my process twice. I've shaved it all off and regrew it back twice in my life. And, see, and I loved people, both times. People, well, some women. Mm -hmm. Get frightened. What do you mean cut it off? Honey, if you don't put your eyebrows on and some hoop earrings and go out the house <laughs> and be the bad queen that you know you can be. Having short hair oh. gave me a level of self-confidence I never thought I had. Really? I love being bald. Are you kidding? I really thought Amber Rose had nothing on me. I, I see, It was so fun. It was so fun. I see more and more women out there that are doing it. I love it. And I know women in my generation... It, the only time you see them with the bald yeah. hairdo yeah. is, oh my God, you must have gone through chemo. I know. Or, oh my God, you I must know. be going through something. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I, I'm a New Yorker, so I'm going to walk up to them and ask. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Sister, <laughs> I'm so glad that you have embraced your journey and I'm glad that you're here and that you survived chemo and cancer. And I've had a few say, no, I just decided to cut it all off because I don't feel like dealing with I it I know anymore. that's right. And you're right. So the right yeah. makeup Honey, and the right yes. earrings and you throw yes. on some pearls and you put yes. on that suit and you go to work yes. and you're like, oh my God. And you still you. look very, very feminine. Very feminine. Yes. You still look sexy. You still have elegance. You still have yes. sophistication. I think because too, as black women, we're taught this early. Yes. Our hair is our crown. Yes. That is our crown of glory. Um, If you grew up in the Pentecostal church, that's why you had to cover it up with a doily yes. because it's your crown of glory. <laughs> my grandmother was Pentecostal. Oh. So a certain portion of my life, we grew up yeah, Pentecostal. So we know about the doily the and doily having a... To cover up your crown, to put it on Jesus. <laughs> but no, I, we're taught at such early ages that your hair is what makes you beautiful. Mm -hmm. Your hair is your crown of glory. Your hair is the first thing a man looks at when he sees you. And I think that now that we're cutting it, it blows all of those stereotypes, out all of, of those water. stigmas yes, out of the water. You don't need to have a, a terminal illness to cut your hair. You don't need to have, you know, you don't have to have alopecia to cut your hair. If you want to cut it just because you feel like, and so, Not having a hassle in the morning, well, I say do it. You know, my it's daughter so liberating. is suffering from alopecia. Okay. And, you know, I look at her and I look at as she gets older that it's falling out more. And she's a young woman. Yeah. How does one cope with it? In your opinion, how do you cope with it? It's... You know, I got a yeah. bald spot. And it's a it's challenging. Bald it's spot. challenging. That is one thing that I've had to learn how to have empathy towards mm -hmm. because um, on my mother's mom's side, a lot of the women on that side are thinning. On my biological father's side of the family, we've all got thick hair and it's all over our bodies. And for me, I never experienced the thinning. I don't know what it's like to go through the thinning. So I don't want to say to anyone, I know how you feel because I can only imagine how that is. I cut my hair because I wanted to, not because I felt like I had to. So for those who are going through that, 
self-love, self-care, boost yourself up, if anything. In the beginning, acknowledge the fact you're going to get a couple of stares. You're going to get those people who ask you a million questions. Find what you're comfortable answering and answer it accordingly. And if you're not comfortable answering a bunch of questions, that's okay too. Um, If you want to debut it, I say go for it. I think finding a support system is the number one thing that you should do if you are losing your hair because, because you're not alone. She's you're doing, not alone. Yeah, exactly, because she's doing a lot of what I consider to be over maintenance to the hair. Yeah. Now, this yes. uh, past Mother's Day, we, we had uh, Mother's Day brunch like we always do every year. And I was quite impressed because she was rocking. Yeah. Some braids, some yes. natural braids, yes. and I said, "Oh my God, I love your braids." I'd never seen her in braids before. Really, she's never worn them. Okay, and I well, actually, they were twists. And I said, "So, what made you decide to do the twists?" And my oldest has sister locks, but she said, "You know, I do a lot of running around. I'm doing a lot of stuff, and if I just let it be natural." Let it do its thing. It'll grow mm-hmm. and it'll, I won't have to put all these chemicals yes. in it to stimulate yes. it and let it grow if I just let it be natural. And for her, her grade is very fine. So she gets oily very fast. Okay. So okay. She, she doesn't need as much oil. Exactly. So she's she's finding herself, well, yeah, instead of, you know, once a week washing, I try to wash once every two days, every three days, but with a gentle wash just to get all the oil out. And, and I don't condition as much as I used to. Okay. But she's wearing the natural twist. I love that. I love I'm that. Like, finally. Yeah. Um, but, but hers was a journey and she had to get to that. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting um, that after 10, 15 years, but I, I'm looking back and I'm saying to myself, my gosh, some of the things we did to our kids during that time of their life, their hair care, we were actually doing damage. We were, and but di- and didn't realize it. You know, not realizing things like blue magic is so full of petroleum and it's weighing our hair down. Petroleum doesn't penetrate into the hair follicle. In fact, it's penetrating directly into the scalp and into the skin and affecting other areas. Oh, wow. And that's how a lot of women um, can get the clogged pores in the scalp. I don't know if that's a huge issue anymore in our community, but women were getting these massive welts and it literally looked like a big pimple, like it was about the size of a quarter and it would have a head, but it was just because your sebaceous glands are already working. Your sebaceous glands are what produce oil. And then when you're putting more oil on top of them, it either will react one of two ways. It'll stop completely working and rely on you to constantly provide the oil or it'll go I don't know what else to do, so I'm just going to keep making a bunch of oil. And now you're overproducing. Mm-hmm. And then again, that's when it drips down into the face and in other. And then you have issues in other areas. In other areas. I think what black women need to realize is you can have curly hair and it still be fine. Mm-hmm. You can have curly hair and it be medium. You can have curly hair and it can be coarse. We still fall into those three categories just in our own way. There are black women with that silkier texture who don't need as much oil. Then there are some who are right in the middle. They Just a little bit is just fine. Then there's some who need a little bit more. But also knowing your skin type plays a huge role because your skin is still a part of your scalp. The way the skin on your face is, for the most part, that's what your scalp that's exactly how your scalp reacts. So if you're oily here in the face, nine out of ten times, your sebaceous glands are producing a substantial amount of oil. And you don't need to add more. You may not need to add more directly to your roots, but maybe just do the shaft in the ends. Mm-hmm. That way you're not wasting product, mm-hmm. and that way you're not 
throwing your your body out of its natural element. The biggest part of going natural is to do it naturally. Now, one of the things that I have discovered in the past five years since I've started running is I want to look good coming across the finish line. Yes, ma'am. And I want to not have to do anything to my hair. I know that's the so hard one. So I, I was introduced to crochet by a friend. And I have fallen in love with the crochet. It looks good, yeah. Because I don't have to do anything except put this stuff up in here and, and keep it moving. Maybe take it out and fluff it out yep. a little bit. Put your bonnet on, and, go to sleep. And go to sleep. Yes, and or peel it off and have the sexy going on. Yes. And then go back in the bathroom and put that <laughs> nightcap back on and I'm good to go. But talk to me about crochet. I love crochet. One big thing about crochet, though, is it's a lot of tension depending on who does it. Okay. You want the braids to be secure, not tight. Mm -hmm. Because braiding, while it's a great protective hairstyle, and we have been doing it for centuries, it still can lead to tension alopecia, especially in that front hairline. Mm -hmm. um, I always advise to people, take out your little pearls in the front, take out some of the baby hairs, don't braid all of it because they won't grow back. They're such small, tiny hairs and that follicle is so small. If you do enough damage to it, it may not grow back. Because so, I see people. Yeah. Um, and, and then it and, looks and like I'm you gonna, got a helmet I'm on. Gonna, I'm going to pick on one person and only because I've seen him with his braids through the years. Stevie Wonder. I love Stevie. I love Stevie Wonder. And I noticed, you know, when he was younger, yes, his braids yes. were on his hairline. Yes. And as he's gotten older, the it's hair receding. started to recede. Yes. And I'm like, is that because it's receding or is that because he's braiding too frequently? So it's a, it could be a mixture of both. Because I um, see women like that. It could be well. genetic. He could be starting to develop male pattern baldness as he's getting older. That's very common. Um, it could be that the locks are too long. Because the longer your hair is, the heavier it is. It doesn't matter what style it is. Whether you're doing a big fro, whether you're doing locks, whether you're having braids, the longer the hair, the heavier it is on the scalp. And then if you're adding in hair, that adds more weight. Anything you do to the hair in any type of way, it adds some level of weight, whether it's big, whether it's small. And length plays a huge role. Not all of us are made to have hair down to our butts. Okay. It just, especially when you're locked. Um, that's when you know... You started noticing um, how he's getting thinner all throughout in like the crown area as well. That could probably that probably plays a huge role in the length of his locks, them being too long and them just being a little too heavy. A little too heavy. Mm -hmm. Okay, because mm -hmm. there is a difference when you do that and having well, you're adding things to it. Like not only do you have the hair, but if you're putting beads or anything like right. that, any type of ornament right. in your hair, right? It tends to it'll weigh it down, make it weigh down. Just whether you feel it or not. Whether now, you feel it or not, yeah. Now, I'm going into the uh, beauty supply house. Yes, ma'am. And I'm going on that rack, and I see, I see a sea of hair. <laughs> that kink alone. From the top of the, the ceiling down to the bottom. I'm like, is this, is this like the alcohol beverage yes. center where yes. we got the low shelf for the low level? Yes. And we got the top shelf for the top shelf hair? Yes. Tell me, um, tell me the best way to maneuver through that store. Okay. And 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 walk out because you know you're spending fifty dollars or more. Want some hair? Because yes, it's like several packs. Yes. And it's so much in there. Tell. I mean, I got mine. So what style are we trying to achieve? We're, we're ideally. trying to achieve 
just a a a crochet. Okay. An average, uh, maybe shoulder length kind yes. of crochet. But I mean, I got. I got like 75 different damn going bags. It's challenging. Honestly, I, I always say narrow down to the style that you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Take into account your hair as well because are, are we going for a look that we don't mind that we know that that's not your hair? Or are we going for a look where if I didn't know you, you want it to look kind of natural because that determines the texture that you'll purchase? Well, I try to do the natural. And, and, this, okay. is, and this is funny and I'm just going to step into this realm. When I go to work... And I work around a lot of men. They haven't got a clue. No, they have nothing. They have nothing. What they are looking at. They have no. They know that they like it or they don't. Exactly. (laughs) You know. And I knew crochet was for me. One day when I walked through the airport, I had my crochet style, and I got people stopping me. Oh, ma'am, your hair looks fabulous. And these are men. Stop. See, but you got someone good who knew what they were doing. I see so many women walking around with their crochet in and I can see the braids at the front of the hairline or the stylist started too forward at the front of the hairline with the braids instead of starting a little bit back. So you have some baby hairs to slick to make it look natural. Your starting point is literally perfect. The way she looped those hair strands in between those braids and knotted them, your knots are so tiny, I can't even really see them. And we're sitting fairly close to one another. Yes. You got someone good who took their time and who knew what they were doing. She is fabulous. I, I met yes. her four years ago, and I got to tell you, no regrets whatsoever. I, You know, I don't want to give out her name because you take an appointment. You're taking an appointment for me. <laughs> That's just how good she is. Just let them know that that four o'clock time slot and is yours. Mine and you, you cannot have it. Okay, the only woman I know who can take out braids, wash, and condition, and rebraid and recrochet your hair all in two hours. Wow. Wow. Two hours. She's fast. She's great. She's fast. Absolutely wonderful. That's awesome. So <clears throat> I'm in the store and I'm looking at all different types of hair. I tend to stay with Freetris. Okay, um, I've heard of them. Only because the texture kind of works with me, and they're consistent from pack to pack. Okay. Uh, but I want to venture out. I want to do, like, you know, the corkscrews. Right. I want to do the um, mumbo. Uh, Those are nice. Twists. Those are fun. But the maintenance of that, how does one... Well, I always advise anybody before putting any type of synthetic hair in your hair is to take it home, get some hot water, as hot as your hands can stand it, Mm -hmm. and take two capfuls of apple cider vinegar in the water solution and soak that hair. And what you'll see is, in about 30 minutes, you'll see a white film come to the surface of whatever tub that you've got your hair soaking in. Mm -hmm. And what that white film is, is that's the, the chemicals that they use to package the hair and to keep it quote unquote fresh. Those chemicals um, are the reason why a lot of women think that they're allergic to synthetic hair. You're not allergic to it. It's the the chemicals that they put on it that you're allergic to. But even if it doesn't bother you, even if it doesn't make you itch or welt or give you any type of irritation, you should still remove it because you're still interweaving it inside of your hair. It's still touching your hair. And it can alter your hair as well because it is still a chemical. Okay, so what I think I hear you saying is... The synthetic hair that I purchased has already been treated with some sort of chemical. Yes. But I've always been told, never, ever wet your synthetic hair. Oh, no, I do it all the time. 
all the time. I the, My last protective style, I had faux locks, mm-hmm. and I went to the beauty supply store, and I bought the faux locks that are already pre-made, mm-hmm. and as soon as I got home, I dunked those bad boys in some hot water and some apple cider vinegar, and I let them soak for about an hour, and I do it twice because I'm very sensitive. It makes my scalp have a, a frenzy. Um, so I do it. I soak it twice, and... I have no irritation. I have no problems once I've done that. But do you lose the curl pattern? No. Do you lose, I mean. I've had no issue. Let it air dry. Okay, do you remember um, how the white girls put their extensions on like hangers? Yes, I thought that was so weird. To let them hang dry? Listen, I took that little tip. (laughs) You know the hangers that have multiple clips on them so you can hang up like your jeans and you can fold them over once? I, I let mine air dry on that. And I just put them in my bathroom and I turn the fan on in the bathroom and I leave the door open and that's it. I let them air dry. Now it's going to take about 24 hours for them to be completely dry. Mm -hmm. But if you let them air dry and don't manipulate it, Mm -hmm. it's even the loose hair, the loose cankalon hair that you have. You know, when you take the cankalon hair out of the pack and it's bound by a little rubber band, so Mm -hmm. it all stays intact. Just don't take it out of that rubber band and just keep it together. Don't take it apart until you're ready to use it. When you do the braids, like if you do the box braids and I I was, I've always been a fan of box braids, but at the end of the cycle of the box braids, my hair always comes out and I've always thought, Oh, maybe the hair is too coarse, but I never knew. Do you dip in boiling water? No, didn't know that you could do that. Yes. Because to me, if I can do that, I can, I can put this in a swimming cap and keep it moving. And keep it moving. Because that's so loose and you haven't already dipped it in that scalding hot water, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I'm not going to do it now, but when I get ready to do my new... When you do your next one? Yes. Yes. I take a little bit of that pink lotion when I'm done dipping it in my scalding, scalding hot water. Now, pink lotion I won't use in my actual hair, but I'll put it on synthetic hair because it softens it. Oh, really? I like the way it softens it. Now, see, that's good to know. Because mm-hmm. I got to That way I'm not wasting my good I, products look, on my this, synthetic hair. Before I became uh, the crochet queen. <laughs> on that crown. I had and have bottles of that pink yes. silk lotion. yes. And now I know what to it's do with great it. great yes. on synthetic it's hair, great. and it's very affordable. Yes, it is. I don't have to waste my good products on my synthetic hair, because your good products isn't going to penetrate through that no, synthetic hair. It's not. But that pink lotion, you rub it in your hands and just kind of work it through and, and take your calm. And it'll take out. And it softens so nice. Oh, wow. It softens so nice. And when it dries, once you let it air dry, mm-hmm. it's perfect. It's good to go. But if you do want to go swimming and you've got the loose, free hair, mm-hmm. Soak it in boiling hot water so it maintains the structure that it came in. Okay. I don't know what it is about that hot water that keeps that keeps, keeps it activated. You may have to problem. do it every once in a while mm-hmm. because it is still synthetic. Mm-hmm. You may have to dip it in that hot water like once a week if you are like actively, you know, running or yes. sweating did, yes. or, or and, you and know anything with water. But no, it works. So, you know, here's a question that I know people are afraid to ask, but I'm going to ask it. Oh, I'm so excited. when we talk about synthetic hair, because I've had a guy walk up to me, a gentleman at work, <laughs> walked up to me and said, I understand that that's not hair. <laughs> and I said, you broke the cardinal rule. You don't ask. You don't ask about my hair. You just sit back. You tell me you like it. And adore it. That's it. That's That's it. it. That's all you do. (laughs) And I said, oh my gosh. Because he understood that it wasn't hair. Yeah. Yeah. It was synthetic. He was like, I know it's something. But what is it? 
Is it is it dread? What <laughs> is it? It's what is it, Ashley? You know, if is I it? could make an educated guess, because I don't one hundred percent know. Okay. If I could make an educated guess, it's just synthetic fibers. And that's what I said. Tiny, tiny synthetic tiny fibers that they put through a weaving machine, and it comes and they out just keep like weaving this. it and weaving it and weaving it until it's thoroughly detangled, and and boom, that is what it is. But it no, it's just synthetic fibers. It's, I know it's all artificial. Yes. That much I do know. That is, much I do know. And almost probably plastic. They used to have rumors saying that it was horse. But I looked but into that, that was bad because in. I'm an animal, animal lover, and that is actually a myth. Well. It's not from horse. It's it actually illegal. Been, it might have been horse hair. At one point. In, yeah, at one point back in. Um, I know now there's so many laws against in it. In the 1900s, mm-hmm. it might have been back then when um, the United States was in Great Britain and they had to wear the wigs. Right. Maybe. Possibly. Then. But now, no, I don't, I don't. I don't subscribe to that. I don't, I don't think, think no, against. there's so many laws against it. Yeah. All these animal cruelty laws and everyone's, you know, going green, going vegan yeah. and becoming heavier in like the animal loving community. So I don't, I don't think th- it's I don't that. Think it, I don't think it's it just artificial fibers that are just wefted and wefted and wefted in and, and, and until so, they get it as silky so, smooth as they can. And then they make that permanent curl. Mm-hmm. You know, this has been an awesome interview I am thank so, you we for having me back. We really do. absolutely well, I, I know that my listeners have learned something because i have learned something thank you and yes the next time i do get my crochets i will be dipping them in hot water and apple cider vinegar yes ma'am so that i can get that extra stuff because my face is breaking out and it's really interesting because if you've learned nothing else from our conversation, it's that everything is connected. What I put in my hair will affect my face, will yes. affect my back, will yes. affect my skin. Yes, and for, so, and for all my ladies, I'm sorry. I didn't no, go ahead. No, no, no. For all my ladies that are super into, but my hair won't grow, but my hair won't grow. I want my hair to grow. I want my hair to grow. Rosemary oil is like God's gift really? to the black woman. Yes. Now, where would one even find rosemary Yes. Um, I am a big fan of the vitamin shop because that is one of the few places that I can get 100% pure. Like when I look on the ingredients bottle, anytime you are shopping and something says 100% pure and organic, especially in regards to essential oils, Mm -hmm. look at the ingredients. The only ingredient should be that oil's name, Mm -hmm. its scientific name, and water. And water. That is it. If you start seeing didrexahil and sulfuric and (laughs) all these things you can't pronounce, it is not pure. Don't buy it. It is not pure. Here, don't buy it, but rosemary. Rosemary oil. If you eat it, it's great. Mm-hmm. And if you put it on your scalp, use it as the base for your scalp to now, moisturize, and it is wonderful. At what point would I be? Would I know if I'm being taken advantage of? And I walk into a store, and he says, "Oh no, this two ounce bottle is fifty dollars. I'm being taken advantage." Yeah, you are. Okay. I get my rosemary for eight dollars. Okay. And it is one hundred percent pure rosemary. I love the Vitamin Shop, okay. um, or in downtown Fredericksburg specifically. I wish I remembered the name of this place because I love it. They are a holistic market. Okay. Everything in there is organic. Oh, Everything wow. in there is fresh. Um, I love that store and he's got endless essential oils essential oils i've never even heard of really that are in there and i mean and he's really really i mean he really knows his stuff he's really thorough so you've got questions about hey like what health benefits does lemongrass have and he can spit out an answer oh wow mm-hmm. now see that might be 
an introduction for a next show. Yes, find to, your local to, market. To find your local holistic market. Yes, and, and see what they can do. Part of going you. natural is doing it naturally. So, yes, feeding we, your hair. We start from the hair and we go to the body and we just keep it moving until yes. we are that beautiful, authentic, perfect self. Well, I want to thank you, and I know my thank listeners you. will thank you, and I look forward to you coming back on our show. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Well, that's all we have for today, and I want to thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for our next podcast. <laughs>